Welcome to Life as a Soldier podcast, a Demon Radio production. My name is Command Sergeant Major Albert Serrano, also known as Demon7, and I will be your host. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast to hear the stories and lessons learned from some of the bravest and hardest working men and women in the United States Army. All right, good afternoon, teammates. Welcome to episode five of our podcast titled Life as a Soldier. Today's topic is something that I'm sure every soldier in this brigade knows I'm very passionate about, and that is the importance of fitness. I am Command Sergeant Major Serrano, aka Demon 7, and today I am joined by soldiers who I know are just as passionate about fitness as I am. Let's meet our guest for today, and we'll start off with HHC Brigade. Morning, Sergeant Major. Good morning, teams. This is W01 Womack. Hey, go ahead and, uh, if you would, uh, give your name, what you do, and, and your hobbies and family. Uh, go ahead, Ms. Womack. Yes, I'm W01 Womack. I'm the Brigade PBO Accountable Officer. Some of my hobbies include lifting weights and shooting pool. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. CW3, Jason Blodgett. I'm the Brigade UAS rep. Uh, some of my hobbies are, of course, lifting weights, uh, anything to do really with fitness and shooting guns, and currently married, and luckily all the kids are growing up and out of the house. All right, 1-1. One, one. Who do we have on the line? 2-1. Go ahead. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Star First Class Carter. I'm the S3 into IC. Um, some of my hobbies are cooking as well as working out. Um, I'm dual military and I have two children. All right, thanks, Sergeant Carter. How about three? Um, Go ahead. I'm Sergeant Hall. Um, uh, I'm Master Fitness Trainer for 2 1. I'm also a schools NCO as well as a flight NCO. I see uh, some of my hobbies are working out, cycling. Um, Rollerblading and hiking. All right. Thanks, Aaron Hall. Let's go over to 1 6. Who do we have on the line? It's Chaplain Zach Jones uh, out here at 1 6 in Korea. Uh, my hobbies include CrossFit uh, and running and reading. And my wife, Bethany, and I have been married for five years next month. So excited about that. Hey, welcome um, once again. W2 Jarvis, Apache uh, pilot out here in Korea. Uh, I'm married with three kids. Uh, hobbies are any sport, uh, functional fitness or CrossFit, whichever you prefer to call it. Uh, I like to uh, cook and hang out with my family. All right. Thanks, sir. Welcome. How about 601st? Who do we have? We on got the line? one more in 16. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, sorry, Major. This is CW2 Robeson, Apache pilot. Uh, married one kid. Been married for almost 10 years now. Hobbies include bow hunting fishing, mountain climbing, rock climbing, skydiving, and functional fitness. So all of the above. today. So again, thank you for joining us, everyone. Uh, again, uh, today's topic is the importance of fitness. And I know just from hearing some of the names, uh, uh, you know, on the net today, I know everybody's, uh, like I said, just as passionate about fitness as I am. Uh, so, you know, the first thing I, I want to throw out there is, uh, is my, uh, I guess, my opening comment. That is, why, why am I into fitness? Uh, so personally, I about, I would say maybe 13 years ago, obviously I've been in the army a lot longer than that, but about 13 years ago, I really got into uh, lifting weights and, and, and things like that. Obviously in being in the army, we have to uh, maintain our fitness level. 
but I really got into the into the the weightlifting aspect of it. And ever since then, you know, I'm I'm addicted to it. I'm I'm a I'm a first thing in the morning, you know, kind of guy. Uh, first one at the gym when the doors open, uh, you know, get it out of the way. And I just I, I found that you know when I get my workout first thing in the morning, it just it helps me. I feel better throughout the day. I don't eat as crappy as I I'd sometimes do when I miss the gym. Um, I'm in a better mood, and my wife could definitely attest to that. Uh, and it just it, overall, I just feel a lot better if if I get my workout first thing in the morning. And so for me, again, I, I, I just I find it it's, it's a, a way of life, if you will. And I when I don't go, I, I just find that I, I don't feel as, as good as I normally do. So that is why I am into fitness. Um, as, as we go around here in the conversation, I, I want to throw out the first kind of a question or, or a, you know, kind of kind of food for thought, if you will. And that is uh, for all of you, when we can go around um, is uh, do you all think that it, fitness is a lifestyle or a routine? Meaning, um, do you find it that, you, you know, you, you go to the gym, whether it's first thing in the morning, lunchtime or after work? Or are you OK even if you don't go to the gym sometimes, even though, you know, even if you're supposed to work out that day, but you miss it? Do you find that that that's OK with you? You, you know, you're, you're perfectly normal. Or do you find that, you know, you, there's something missing as part of your day? We'll start uh, Mr. Blodgett here. Hey, good afternoon again, CW3, Jason Blodgett. Hey, so to answer your question, Sergeant Major, uh, for me, it's a lifestyle. Um, I'm older. Uh, I won't say my age. <laughs> I'm above 40. I'll put it that way. Um, I grew up, you know, loving bodybuilding. And I grew up with the greats like Arnold Schwarzenegger, which I'm sure everybody on the line isn't familiar with, and Franco Colombo. Always wanted to be that type of person. Um, of course, the Army doesn't really sit well with that when you... Uh, you join you don't really have the focus that you need to be able to do and some people do it's very amazing to me when i do see people that actually can bodybuild while they're in the army it's very impressive to me um, but for me it is a lifestyle it's it's been something that goes hand in hand with being in the military you, you pretty much have to be in some type of shape and uh, the better you are the easier the lifestyle is so that's how i feel about it all right thanks sir appreciate those comments anyone else out there go ahead yeah, uh, hey, Chaplain Jones hey. here. Oh. Go ahead, Chaplain. All right. So I think that when I want to think about uh, fitness being like a lifestyle or a routine. Kind of seems like it's a little bit of both. In my mind, they're almost the same thing. Like the a lifestyle is a series of habits built into your day um, that make it into something that you are, something that you do, uh, something that becomes a part of uh, your existence. And so a routine, it kind of has a negative connotation where it's drudgery and it's just you're doing it for the sake of doing it. But at the same point in time, um, a routine is also a, something that you do regularly, something that makes up a part of your day, a part of your week, part of your months. So lifestyles are made up of a bunch of routines. Um, and you know it's that lifestyle in a positive sense or a routine in a negative sense when uh, you just keep doing it no matter what, right? We all have days we don't want to go to the gym. But if you stick with it and you let it be that routine, you're still going to be better. And that's what makes it a lifestyle for you. All right, Chaplain, appreciate that. Any other thoughts from Korea out there? I know there's three of you all on the net. No, sorry, Major Chaplain knocked it out of the park. Yeah, he said pretty much everything we were thinking. <laughs> okay. How about uh, anyone from 2-1? Any thoughts on that? Sorry, Major. This is uh, Sergeant Hull. Uh, I can say it's a lifestyle for me, basically, because I grew up in sports. 
uh, as well as martial arts. Um, me going to the gym, it's a not just a stress reliever, but um, it, it it's a, it's fulfilling. And when I don't when I don't go to the gym, it's like oh man, um, I did something wrong. I feel like I've not completed my day. So yeah, um, it's very much a lifestyle. Uh, I love it, and uh, I can say <laughs> I pretty much like breathe the gym because every time I'm in, I see you. So <laughs> it's a very good routine. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that, Son Hall. Thank you. Uh, let's see. How about uh, Ms. Womack? Any thoughts? Hey, sorry, Major. So for me, it's more of a routine. Um, it goes back to how you said if you miss the gym in the morning, then your day seems off. But for me, I have to have other things. So if I don't do a workout, I have to at least have 30 minutes to myself as like a mind builder to identify my icebergs or the things that's going to trigger me throughout the day so I know to be on watch out. So I think that's what fitness and the gym are just my 30 minutes alone time does. It's more of a routine, not so much of a lifestyle for me. Okay. Uh, any, any other thoughts on, on, on this uh, particular uh, discussion before we, I throw something else out there? Uh, so I'm Major, this is uh, Sarna Acevedo. Hey, Sarna Acevedo from 3-1, right? Yes, sir, Major. Hey, how are you? Welcome aboard. Uh, so you kind of heard the discussion if, you, if you've been on for a little bit. Uh, do you have any thoughts on, on whether fitness is a lifestyle or a routine? Uh, yes, absolutely, Sergeant Major. Uh, thank you for having me. And uh, to answer your question, yes, I do find it more so as a lifestyle. Uh, ever since I started going more into bodybuilding and fitness overall, I started uh, finding myself doing going into uh, bodybuilding and more into fitness, nutrition, uh, looking into various methods of um, keeping myself fit, not only in terms of uh, uh, vigorous routines and multiple routines versus uh, learning how to calculate uh, macronutrients, uh, body types, and learning how to actually lower body fat percentage. I found myself going to the gym approximately two to three times a day uh, because of how devoted I am to uh, this lifestyle. So um, it's caused me to not only improve myself, but to also improve people, uh, the, the personnel within my, uh, my company and my battalion. So I find myself giving more information as I'm learning and, uh, you know, making it part of my daily routine uh and this has been going on for about maybe uh three or four years already all right Sarnas Meadow thank you for those for those thoughts appreciate that you know and the last thing I'll say on, on this particular topic or a discussion right now is I I, as I said I also agree that it's a lifestyle and for me I don't know about the rest of y'all but I love to eat and I like a, a you know good donut once in a while so I feel I find that if I don't work out like I, I feel like I gotta earn it basically so, I, you know, if I don't work out, then I feel like I can't cheat and, and eat what I want. So that's that's just me. But, hey, let's move along. Perfect segue for what Ms. Womack uh, threw out there as far as uh, 30 minutes to herself. And so the next thing I'll ask is, um, how does physical fitness help with mental and emotional fitness? Um, and and I, I'll tell you guys, for me, I, I find that uh, some people, the way to describe after they go to church, for example, on Sundays, they come out, you know, you, you have a really good day, you, you know, uh, spiritual fitness is, is super important as well, as you all know. But I, I find that when I go to the gym in the morning, and, you know, I put my headphones on and everything, I'm just kind of in my zone. And when I walk out of the gym, you know, it's kind of like both spiritual and physical fitness for me. So, I, you know, it's a, it's like a whole uh, body and mind type of workout for me. So that is, uh, you know, 
how I see the, the mental and emotional fitness helping me out. But uh, but what do we think out there? You want to let's start with Mr. Blige again. So for me, uh, not only did I mention it's a it's a lifestyle for me, so I want to go to the gym and I want to spend a good amount of time there. But I think it's a way for me to vent any frustration or really anything that's bothering me. Or even if I'm in a great mood and I go in there, I have an even better workout. So for me, it it or it uh, it improves my mental awareness, my mental ability. And just my ability overall to deal with things, uh, no matter what may come the rest of the day or days after that, I think it just it it complements your mental side. You definitely need the mental side, but you also need the physical side to kind of even that out. Yep. Great, great thoughts there, Mr. Baja. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Sarna Sevedo, 3-1. Any thoughts on that? Uh, yes, our major. So uh, my my uh, approach to it is is um, it, it's like what centers me. Uh, every single day. Uh, I set a goal for myself and I always want to make sure I hit and aim to that goal. So um, mentally for me, I, every any single time I feel myself uh, uh, frustrated, annoyed, or or just, you know, not even in a negative way. I just want to find a way to uh, center myself. That's what the gym is for, but not, not even the gym. I can go running. Um, I can lift weights. I can find some kind of way of doing um, stretching and it always finds a way to calm me and bring me to a point where every single day I know I'm getting closer to my goal. So it makes me feel like I'm actually, you know, uh, one step closer to my overall, you know, goal there. So, yes. All right. Perfect. So Carter, what do you think? Hey, Sergeant Major. Um, for me, I just think like it's a, it's like a relief for me uh, mentally and physically. And like when I just get in the gym and I have my music on, it's like, I was just like a stress reliever. And I know like physically I'm getting better mentally. I'm like, like exhausting, whatever it is, is bothering me. And then like, when I walk out, you kind of feel like a, like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I know what you mean about that. I, I definitely feel sometimes I just need a breath period. Uh, but yeah, thanks for that. Sergeant Carter. Uh, how about out in Korea? Any thoughts from you guys out there? Hey, Sergeant Major, this is uh, Mr. Jarvis. Uh, I feel like, you know, being a pilot, there's a lot of stuff going in our in our minds all the time. You know, studying, getting in the cockpit, doing doing all that stuff, you know, between the ears type of stuff. And then after work, you just want to decompress and go in the gym and just throwing some weight around, you know, getting on uh, the assault bike and getting 50 calories in just like just relieves all of that stress. And when I leave the gym, I just feel so much better after the fact. I agree with that, sir. Thank you for that. Anybody else over there in Korea got any anything else to add to that? Uh, one of the things that I enjoy about the gym is that I can get all, all my frustration on just walking up to the barbell, seeing it bend on the squat rack before I even touch it, have some heavy metal playing, just get all that anger out in that one lift. It just makes the day that much better. I agree with that as well, sir. Thank you. Anyone else? Okay. We'll move along to, to something that's very near and dear to all of us. And I know that we should have some good discussion uh, on this one, especially since we are all supposed to take an ACFT here before August, right, as we all know. Uh, and so my, my, my question is, uh, what do you guys think about the ACFT overall? Is it good or is it bad? Do you like it uh, versus the APFT, one? And two, kind of a two-part question is, how would you, uh, for, for some of our younger soldiers, especially that are just coming in the Army, 
how would you recommend that we, you know, we prepare them? We, we talk to them about the ACFT to, you know, kind of not go into the, um, the, uh, the deadlift, for example, and try to just lift the 340 right off the bat and, you know, blow out your back, you know, at, at 18 years old. Uh, but any, any thoughts on, on how to better prepare and, and get people's minds right for the, for the ACFT? And I'll tell you, if you're an old guy like me, I grew up on an APFT, obviously, for 20-plus years. But I personally really, really, really enjoy the ACFT a lot better than the APFT. Uh, they could have done with like a mile and a half run or a mile. You know, that would have been better for me. But other than that, I, I really enjoy taking an ACFT. So that is my question. Uh, and, and we can go, uh, we can start with whoever wants to go first. But what do we think about the ACFT? And is it good or bad? And how do we prepare soldiers? Whoever wants to go first. Yeah, Chaplain Jones here. So our 1-6 powwow, we were kind of dialoguing about this. Um, uh, while you were talking, I think that we agree that it's a great idea. Uh, it really is. I think that it's a more comprehensive fitness test. I think we can all agree on that. Um, some of the problems are like implementation um, can be a factor in terms of the actual test, but I think more importantly than that is how we prepare soldiers for the test. Um, I don't know about y'all, but we are not doing trap bar deadlifts at uh, PRT over here. All right. Um, just being honest with you and if you don't know how to do that uh, there's a lot of risk involved in performing that movement uh, so i think it's a great idea i think that it's a good holistic um fitness test but i think that if we're gonna do organized pt that we need to revamp those efforts to focusing on those movements and training people for what they're actually going to test on because they're not testing on push-ups and sit-ups anymore you gotta, you gotta start focusing your attention on being able to do that power ball row and leg tucks and the sprint drag carry things like that so if we're going to do it we need to be all in on it which means we need to revamp how we train so that our soldiers are set up for success well i, I do agree with everything you said chaplain and i also agree that there's a lot of technique involved if you've never been a you know gym rat per se then there is a lot of uh different movements and uh and technique that you that you got to learn absolutely and which was my point about you know having soldiers come on there and just trying to you know deadlift the, the max weight but great points, Chaplain. Hey, sorry, Major CW2 Robeson out, out here in Korea. Uh, one thing that we were also talking about, uh, something that I haven't seen in regular Army or big brigades, is having a strength and conditioning coach and a nutrition coach to actually come down here and spend the time with the soldiers to teach them how to do the proper movements. I, w I, was, I am MFT, but they're, the formation is too large. I remember back at Regiment or LURS or any of that, those types of units, they had strength and conditioning coaches to come down and train the lowest private from the jump. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that too, sir. I know that different organizations, as some of the ones you mentioned, definitely have uh, some more uh, better resources, if you will, for for uh, preparing the soldiers. But great point, sir. Thank you. Hey, so this is Chief Blodgett. Hey, so my personal opinion on the ACFT is I do, I do think it's much better than the APFT, uh, which is the run push-ups and sit-ups. I, I unfortunately think we lowered the bar a little bit too far for the minimums on the ACFT. I think I think it is much easier, especially for, for me getting older, and I am slowing down in a little bit, even though I hate admitting that. Um, it is ridiculously easier for me to do or uh, perform on this test than it was the APFT. So I think we moving that bar up a little bit more will make it a better test. Um, but with that being said, the, the backside of that is just kind of what everybody was bringing up. Going into some of these movements cold, 
or not understanding them completely with the deadlift right as the first event as you go into there, uh, that is incredibly dangerous. And warming up is the biggest thing. We're starting to run the ACFTs here on Illison uh, for HAC Brigade. And that's what I keep preaching to everybody as I give the guidance on doing the test. I, I try to get people to warm up, go over and throw the ball while I'm talking, run down the sprint lanes while I'm talking, lift the bar while I'm talking. You can do all that stuff. There's nothing that says you can't to warm up as much as possible. People are worried about if they do too many deadlifts, they're not going to perform well in the test. But honestly, I think you do a lot better. It's just like for anybody who goes to the gym, your first two exercises are kind of, you know, basically you're warming up. By the time you hit the third one is really where you should see the power increase and the the, the fluidity of the movements and, the you know, the, the joints getting lubed up and ready to go. Um, so there's good points and bad points about the, the ACFT, but I think in, I don't see a problem with incorporating that into a weekly or biweekly um, training event for your PT schedule. You know, do the PRT like the, the regulation states, but there's I don't see any kickback um, from personnel doing the ACFT once a month or twice a month and setting it up. Yeah, it is kind of a pain with all the equipment, but the more you do that, the easier it's going to be for soldiers to adjust. And that kind of leads into that, that final part of that's the, really the only way I see soldiers getting uh, better on the ACFT and getting familiarization because there is a lot of fine points with each of those uh, tasks in there that are overlooked and misunderstood across the board. And I'm seeing that more and more as we take the ACFTs here um, where the blurbs that you read are kind of it's like a small dissertation between each event there. So. Great. Yeah, I, I love this discussion. Thanks, Mr. Blodgett. Uh, who else has some thoughts on this? I know there should be a lot about there. Hey, sorry, man. This is Sergeant Hall. Um, I totally agree with uh, Chief Blodgett because uh, for 2-1, um, my section uh, S3, I created a PT plan that incorporates uh, every in, uh, pretty much every event for the ACFT. But I want to say that with that being said, that I see most soldiers not when they're doing the, the deadlift, they're not doing the proper technique. So that's the one thing that they need to uh, to learn how to do proper technique, even with the, the leg tuck. There's there's still a proper technique to do a proper leg tuck and soldiers are not being um, taught correctly how to do these different techniques. They just going out there and thinking that, OK, I can pick up this weight just by picking it up and pulling it up. But no, that's not that's not correct. So once we get to where we can teach them, okay, this is the proper take, this is proper gripping, this is the proper um, stance, and this is pretty much the proper form. Then that way we can work it on. We can work from the smallest weight on up, and they they can slowly progress. But they just most soldiers just want to just jump in and just do it, but they have to slowly progress until getting to that weight. Oh, I agree with you, Sergeant Holden. Like everyone has been bringing up so far, I'd like to hear from the rest of you, but. Absolutely agree that, you know, because it is different and unless you've been in the gym, kind of a gym rat like some of us uh, are, um, it is absolutely different. And if you don't do it correctly, I mean, there's been a lot of injuries already of people that I know that, you know, uh, since the ACFT came out. So I, I, I wholeheartedly agree that, that we need to train soldiers properly and ease into it versus just trying to, like you said, just yank some weight off the ground. Uh, but what else do we think out there from those of you that haven't spoken? Go ahead. Sorry, Major, this is Arn Acevedo. So, yeah. um. Uh, in, in terms of the ACFT overall, I think it's a great way, uh, a segue into what we're currently going into with the Army Fitness Program. 
Um, I, I enjoy it, and I think it's a great way of testing a full body routine uh, for combat readiness. Um, but in regards to training soldiers nowadays, um, as previously stated by the other personnel, like it is very difficult in order to teach them proper form and technique when it comes to these exercises and these movements. Because uh, if they're not used to these kind of movements, because a lot of them are dynamic and a lot of them uh, require a lot of coordination. Uh, but uh, in my recent experiences with my soldiers, I have trained them in these various events that are made and designed to replicate these events within the ACFT. However, what I do is like sometimes I'll go out of my way to have them start off with um, a straight bar for, for the deadlift and, you know, practice the motions and the coordination that's required with low weights and do multiple reps within a set in order to actually get the idea of motion that's involved within these, uh, these exercises. And then after that, once I see that they start picking up the idea of how to go through these motions, I start uh, ramping up the, the, the sets. I start increasing time. I start telling them to go in a faster pace. I start increasing the weight just so they start getting an idea as to uh, what to expect. And then not only that, but I'll even um, add a couple more events. So I'll start doing cycles and circuits in order to give them high intensity routines as well as um, targeting certain muscle groups within the ACFT. So for example, if they have to work more um, of their quads or their glutes and core, I'll have them do um, planks with deadlifts within a 30 second uh, cycle. So uh, that's just a, a very small example as to how I train my soldiers in order to prep them for some of these events within the ACFT. Yeah, thanks, Sarna Savedo, and that's good. I mean, you know, like you, you put some thought towards the way you, you know, you're approaching the, the the soldier development piece of it, and and I think that's very important. So I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time to do that. Miss um, Womack, what do you think? So, Sarnaj, I'm with you. So I like the um, ACFT, but that two mile run, still not a fan of it. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> it's a big improvement from the OPT test because. Previously, I never had to try. Like, you get out there from a night of going out, and then you get out there, you can max that PT test, no problems, push-ups, sit-up to my run. But this one, I'm definitely finding myself having to try. So I was on the trail right when they were starting to implement the new PT test. And what I found out is the climbing drills, the prep drills, the MMDs that we did for the trainees before we start actual PT actually helped them prepare for it more. So I think those tools that we are that the Army already gave us, as in the prep drills, MMD, and the climbing drills, is a good tool to get soldiers started. Like um, Sergeant Acevedo said, baby steps, taking it step by step until they get too comfortable where they can um, execute the exercises. Sorry, Major. Uh, you know, that's a great point, ma'am, you, you bring up because of, uh, a lot of soldiers, I would say, especially those of us that have been in the arms for a little while, some of us are still a little... Uh, you know, not not fans of PRT, we'll say, but I, I agree with you that there's a lot of a lot of tools that that are part of our PRT program now that are beneficial to the things that we're doing now. So thanks for bringing that up. Appreciate that. Any other thoughts from anyone out there that I haven't uh, called on? So I do have one thing to add. I know I kind of talked a little bit long earlier, but Miss Womack kind of triggered it inside me here to th to say this out loud. The ACFT is one of the a test that you're gonna have to actually really focus train for. Um, just like you mentioned, Ms. Womack, the, the APFT, 
you can pretty much not train. The human body can go out and do a run and push-ups and sit-ups and pass it. Um, now, that kind of goes against what I said where the minimum bar was set. Um, but for those not familiar with it, this, this is something they're going to literally have to train for. Just like going to the range, you're going to have to learn how to shoot. And then when you go out to the shoot, it's gonna, you're going to have to perform based on what you've done in the past. Um, so that was a great point to, to mention there that, that it is going to take some coordination and it's going to take a lot more uh, in-depth thought process from the, the leaders to put a PT plan together that is going to uh, help those soldiers because not everybody is fascinated or obsessed with working out and that's not their hobby. So we have to get everybody to be able to perform on that test and not get hurt. Uh, I agree with that as well, Mr. Buds. Not everybody's, uh, you know, uh, super into working out, but but we all have to do it. It's, it's uh, something the Army has said we have to do as part of our uh, our soldierly tasks, if you will. So uh, so training correctly is is exactly what we need to do. Sergeant Carter, anything to add on this? Um, Sergeant Major, for me, I think that um, it's a great idea. Like I like the ACFT. It's just now like I'm putting a predicament to like okay, like. Now you really, like, you really got to try. You really got to, like, get out there. And I'm over here, like, dang, how am I going to deadlift 340? But, like, I guess it's just, like, a, a process, and you just got to, like, continue to work at it. Well, I do see you in the gym, so I think you can get to 340 if you really work for it. But but that's a good point, though. Uh, how about a Korea? Any, any of you three have any other thoughts on this? Hey, Sergeant Major, Mr. Jarvis, uh, you know, we talked about maybe getting some, like, sports nutritionists and, and sports uh people down to the like troop company levels because this test is you know athletic test like I played football and baseball in high school and all these movements you you do that in college you know pro sports so we need those those people down at the troop and company level because I don't know if the ma master fitness trainers uh, that are going to school for the army are they getting the same training that those guys would bring in to help our, you know, our, our our soldiers who aren't athletes, who aren't those gym rat guys, who didn't play sports in high school or, you know, growing up, like we need, we know that we need those experts down at the lowest level to help those soldiers learn how to, you know, squat properly. Because you you can go into any gym in the army and you'll see a guy squatting 225, but he's on his toes, you know, his waist not back, he's he's gonna hurt himself. So I think we we really need to focus on those those people who aren't those gym rats really getting that training at the lowest level that they need so they can, you know, be a better, let's just call it what it is, they're athletes now. We're not just soldiers anymore. We have to be athletes. Sir, I mean, I could not agree with you more. So a couple of things that I'll, I'll touch on that you mentioned. One is I cringe sometimes watching some soldiers in the gym uh, doing exactly what you just said, that either deadlifting or, or squatting uh, with, with the form, their, their form is just completely just, it makes me hurt just watching them. And I also agree with you that, you know, Serrano were king for a day. I, I would love to, to resource, you know, the money that, that we need to get, to get, like you said, those, those professional uh, individuals down to every company. Uh, because I, I totally agree that we would uh, have a lot less injuries and we would all be trained, you know, a whole lot better uh, to prepare for what we have to do. Because you're right, we are uh, viewed as athletes now, not just uh, soldiers. Um, but but I, I, I wish we could resource all those uh, individuals down to the company level. Does the division not have individuals working up at headquarters that can do that? I know the 25th did, 82nd, 101st. They all had strength conditioning coaches and nutritionists. Does First ID not have anything like that? 
So this is CW3 Blodgett. Um, no, right now, as far as I'm tracking, they don't have anything in-house. Now, King Fieldhouse, the gym right there by uh, Marshall Army Airfield, does have functional fitness coaches that are trained. They've gone to um, the universities for all these upper-level certifications. And then the, I believe it's the NSCA, the National Sports Association um, certifications. They have those, and they run programs there at the gym. Um, but that's that's all we pretty much have on Fort Riley. And, and this is our major source, and, and to add to that a little bit is I, I, I agree with you. I've been in other, other units where there, there are those individuals down at, at the battalion level, if, if nothing less. Um, but I know there's a lot of pilot programs that are being you know tested and, and, and trying to see how, how the Army can better resource this. But to, your, but to the point that we're bringing up is they're, they're not at every organization or every division, if you will. And so I, I think the Army is going to get to that point because um, it's beneficial, as we all know. But as Mr. Blodgett alluded to right now, and, and one idea, I, I am not familiar with us having that up at the division either. Hey, so look, um, as we start to, uh, you know, get to the end of, the, of this episode, I'd like to say this. Uh, number one is I, this has been one of my favorite episodes because of it, something, as, as I said in the beginning, that I'm very passionate about, uh, you know, fitness overall and, and working out and PT. Um, I think not only because I personally enjoyed it as a hobby of mine, but also because I, PT is my favorite time of the day because um, you can get a lot done with soldiers. Some of you even brought, alluded to this as, as far as like talking to soldiers. You can you can coach, teach, and mentor, you know, on something that has nothing to do with P the PT session or ACFT or weightlifting. But the morning piece is what I'm getting at. The morning piece, uh, when we do accountability slash PT formation, I, I think it is by far my favorite time of the day uh, for all the reasons that I just mentioned. So. I, I have really enjoyed this episode because I could tell by the discussion here that every one of you uh, logged in today uh, feels as strongly as I do about, about the importance of fitness. So again, as we wind down, I'd like to go around and, and give everybody a chance to, to uh, say some kind of last thoughts as far as, uh, you know, everything we discussed today. What would you tell, you know, younger soldiers or, or even our family members, as some of them I know listen to this podcast, uh, as far as how important fitness is to all of us? And we can start with, again, we'll start with HHC Brigade and Ms. Womack, uh, the net is yours. Go ahead. Yes, Sergeant Major. I'd just like to close out and say that we have to remember our smaller soldiers out there too, the small females that's 110 pounds to the small males who may be a male but still don't have the body strength to lift the 140 that's required to pass ACFT. Um, those are the soldiers that we're going to really have to pay attention to and tell them not to get discouraged. Everything is a process. You might not pass it on the first go, but if you keep trying, you definitely will get it eventually. Yeah, thanks, Ms. Womack. Great points. Mr. Blodgett. Hey, yeah, so I think, like I mentioned earlier, this is where it's going to take a lot more insight and in-depth focus from the leadership to teach uh, everyone across the board the fitness and, and how to perform in these, in these tasks. So it's not going to be as easy as just going out for a five-mile run and doing some push-ups and sit-ups and maybe some pull-ups if you're lucky. This is where it's going to take some planning where you're going to have to look a month out and you're going to have to also talk to your soldiers, just like some of you already mentioned, get to know them, figure out their workout plans and have them understand that if you do you know, upper body on Monday, that they probably shouldn't try to go to the gym and just destroy upper body again Monday night. You're going to have to work with them and have them understand how those workouts work between bodybuilding, CrossFit, functional fitness, whatever you want to call it, and then, you know, aerobic activities. 
So it's to bring in the point of, you know, getting a nutritionist and all these trainers down here, it's, that would be amazing. Um, but I think for a while here, we're just going to have to spend a lot of time on Google and YouTube and learning how to teach these soldiers every little intricacy and then understanding their body types to go into further what Ms. Wormack had said from the smallest to the largest. Not only are you going to have small per people who can't perform or small personnel, smaller personnel, um, you're going to have larger personnel that can't perform. So you're going to have to look at both. How are you going to mass build somebody and how are you going to shrink somebody else? Um, but yeah, that's that's what I have for that. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for those uh, comments, Mr. Blodgett. Uh, let's go out to 2-1. Closing comments. Um, Sergeant Major, uh, this is Sergeant Carter. Um, for me, I would say actually knowing exactly where you at, like where do you stand um, for the ACFT, um, and then like developing the plan for that, being consistent and just having patience. Um, though that's what I'm I'm living by, Sergeant Major. Nope. Great point. Thank you, Sergeant Carter. Sergeant Hall. Well, I can say the same thing. Um, Everyone has given their, uh, their, their great points. And um, it just overall knowing like the whole holistic thing of what your soldiers are going through mentally, physically, spiritually, and all, then we can start and build from that. And once we have that, that's pretty much the, the crawling phase of how we can better themselves as well as uh, themselves as well as ourselves. But that's all I have, sorry, Major. Yeah, thanks for those comments, Arnold. Appreciate you. Let's go out to Korea. One six. Go ahead. Hey, Chaplain Jones here. My parting thought would just be in terms of um, leadership and how that plays a role uh, in preparing soldiers for the ACFT. I, I think that the bottom line is we're saying this is here to stay. Um, we're saying that this is a part of how a soldier is evaluated, and so we are responsible down to the um, lowest level as leaders to make sure that our soldiers are prepared. And so, if you're a first line leader. It's on you to take the time to learn the movements, become proficient at them, and excel at them even, and then be able to go and teach those movements and equip your soldiers to succeed in something that actually can impact their career. Yeah, thanks for that, Chaplain. Uh, Mr. Jarvis, our major, I just believe that uh, we need to uh, try to get all of the soldiers into the gym or around the gym and just see what it can do for them in the long run. and. I've seen it many times where you take a guy into the gym one day and then he doesn't ever leave it and he just keeps going. So I think we just need to give that opportunity to all those kids to actually get into the gym and, and find something that they might enjoy or maybe they don't, uh, but I think they will. So just remember, pay the man. No, I, I agree with you, sir, too. That's what happened to me 13 years ago. And like I said, here I am today still. <laughs> all right, go ahead. All right, Sergeant Major, uh, CW2 Robeson. Uh, fitness has been a big key in my life. Uh, my entire time growing up in the military, I've always been told that if you're in a leadership role, you should just be able to get told you're going to ranger school and go and pass. That's the mentality that we've been trying to instill in our soldiers here, and it's been working out quite well, and I'm excited to see how they start performing. Yeah, no, I like it, sir. I like it. I mean, I, I, I would agree with that comment as well. Personally, if you're a leader, if you're in charge of soldiers, if you're, you know, if you're truly leading from the front, you have to be able to perform. So thanks for that. Uh, 3-1. Sergeant Acevedo, go ahead. Uh, so, Major, my approach to it is uh, make sure, take it day by day. You know, take it slow. Everything's a uh, process. Uh, there's no need to rush into the uh, the idea of trying to lift 345 pounds on your first time going to the gym. Uh, take it day by day. 
work up in the lowest level and then earn your ability to deadlift 345. Um, it's not just an approach that applies to the gym, but it also applies to life as well. So like, you know, when you have a goal, set it for yourself and then take it day by day and work up to what you need to do and dedicate your time and uh, your energy into that goal. So uh, for those who are listening and for those who are trying to uh, enter that realm of fitness, make sure it's one of those things that if you set yourself up high and you make sure you're working towards it little by little, you will eventually find yourself in the place that you want to be. Yeah, thank you for that, Sergeant Svedo. Those good, great comments. And look, as we close out here today, again, episode five, you know, and the importance of fitness, again, I'd like to thank all of you for joining me today. And I'll tell you, you guys motivate me because, as I said in the beginning, I mean, this is one of my favorite uh, topics, uh, things to discuss and, and talk about and learn about because, uh, like I said, we're all looking to improve, help our soldiers, and uh, it's been a great discussion. So I, I really enjoyed it, and I appreciate you guys, and I'll see you at a PT session or a gym sometime in the near future. Demon 7, signing out.